Today's stuff is Daf Chet, and um, and we continue from what we were discussing yesterday, if you recall, or last year. If you recall, we said that there was an incident where Rav went to a particular Mavoy, and he saw that there was a core that was used that wasn't Berea, like a Belariach, and he knocked it down, and there's discussion exactly why he did that, even though there happened to be also a Lechi there, he still made an Asukrim to carry in that Mavoy on Shabbat. However, the Rav Chinana, uh, he didn't say, Ela Rav Azalachar Atar, he went upon place. Um, sorry, what happened? He saw that there was a mavoy where the korah fell down on Shabbat, and he made asa from to carry in it. But there's a decal on the side. Isn't there a palm that could, you could use as a lechi? It's a similar idea, but the difference is in this. In the first case, the issue with the korah was that it wasn't substantial enough. Okay, this case, he, it, the Korah itself, had, it had nothing to do with the nature of the Korah. The Korah itself had just already fallen down, and therefore, therefore you can no longer carry this Mavoy. That's a really the critical difference. But once again, Rav Chuna said, but once again, there's a decal here, so Amalei Rav, Amalei Rav, Inui the Rav Chuna Gava, Inui the Rav Leida, Inun Gavin, Gava, meaning, so your eyes saw this and I didn't see it? Ridiculous. Obviously, I know it's there. El Arino Sela Mishum Korah, Ola Shabbat Abba, Ani Matir Lahem Mishum Lechi. Meaning, Okay, this Shabbos, I'm making an asul because they're relying on the Korah. And next Shabbos, I'll make it more to them if they rely on the Lechi, meaning I'm concerned that if they if, if they have another, again, another situation like this with a Korah fall down in the middle of Shabbos, and there isn't a Lechi, they'll think it's okay to carry. So therefore, I'll make it asul in this Shabbos so they um, realize why it's asul to carry. As I said. However, it by Meimar Deloy Yehavun Savrim Karib Yehuda. And now, what does this mean? In other words, when we, it's again the same reason, motivation why I made it asur. But last time I wasn't sure what the difference between itbaya was. But the Pnei Moshe says itbaya, meaning he explicitly said, Rav said, because I'm concerned, I don't want them to think that when a Korah falls down in the middle of Shabbos, that it's okay. So he says it explicitly that way. So what's the issue? Because there is, it's Kaya Manitin in Perik Bet. Sorry, that's the next part. Sorry, 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 sorry. That's the next one. Reb Chaim says, the Amr Lahalam Perikol Gagot. Okay, because there it says in that mission that a mavoy with the Korah falls off in the middle of Shabbos. It's okay, it's mutar for this Shabbos, but not in the next Shabbos. You know, they may think that that opinion there was Shitra of Yehuda, that if a Korah falls down in the middle of Shabbos, you can say, since a Mavor is Mutar, the fact that it fell down is not a big deal. Okay? And Rav wanted to assert that the Lach is not like Rabbi Yehuda. Therefore, he said, no, you cannot carry this Mavor when the Korah has fallen down. Okay? Fine. Now, this is a part I got uh, a bit ahead of myself with. This is Tatanina Taman. Now, Tatanina Taman. Rab Chaim says, Nishtar Bevkan, it's sort of pulled in here. You see, you see that happened many times in Yushami, where you have sugis that really relate to here that somehow got uh, pulled into it. So what's that related to? Um, as uh, Let me just share the sheet so you can see. Here. If you can see here, we've got the submission further on in Ruven. And it says, we're talking about a karpa. For karpa, is an Arab, we used to store wood and things like that. And it says, uh, Rabbi Yehuda says, "Afilu ein ba elabor v'siach umara matatul in betocha." Now, what's the idea? We know we know that an area that's not hukafli dira, for example, just area of stair, storing wood, that it's limited in terms of the area you can corn off or fence off on Shabbos, and then that in order to be able to carry in that space. However, Rabbi Yehuda says, even if there's just a bor uh, shiach, sorry umara, even if there's just a like a water a, a, a water hole, 
That's enough to make it considered hukaf lidira. Okay? However, what's the kasha the Gemara? You see later in the Sechta Beitza, the question is, it says, not in minasuka and also maybe in minaseda or mechunasa, etc. Or mefuzar. what type of firewood can you pull and access on Yontav and make use of it? And this says, even from a karpef, you can take it. Again, same terminology, karpef. So there, Rebuilda says, Ezu karpef, what's a karpef? Kol shesamuch la'ir, anything that's in close proximity to the city. Okay. But we just, what's the, what's the stira? The stira is, or the apparent contradiction is in Mesechta Ruven, sorry, in, in our Mesechta later on, it says, as long as it's got a bor, shiach and mara, it doesn't matter where it is, if it's close or far away. The definition of a karpef is, um, is not a function of proximity or not. Okay, so um, fine. So, uh, so the Gemara says. So I'll just read inside. Datina tamayzu kabra koshul samuchleir di Rabbi Yehuda. Vahachol mera omera omera achin. Damar avmana kebei dira abad la Rabbi Yehuda. So let me just explain a reader of Chaim inside. It says hachalin and tiltul bekarpav talia ihave bei dira. When it comes to a karpav, whether you can carry in it in the area that's surrounded off, it's whether it's what's called considered bei dira. Dilo if it's not what's called surround hukaf dwelling within it, then it says a din of caramel if it's so big. The spherulain Rebbe Yehuda holds the call shiesh bobor shiach v'mara as long as it's got sort of some water access, a water hole, a cistern, or a, 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 a ma'ara. This is like a cave where they had stored water. Then chashi beidira. Abal hatam there mesech the beit when it comes to yontav. That's a filu chashi beidira. I don't care if it's considered beidira or not. The issue is not one of carrying or the different rishiyot. It's whether it's considered kolsha eno samuchlo ir. That sugi has got to do with whether it, if it's close to the city. If sorry, if it's not close to the city, lo samich daita eitzim sham. It's not within your uh, mindset of making use of that word wood if it's not close to the city, and therefore it's mukta. So in other words, the two issues completely not the definite uh, like the halachic definitions of a karpach karpaf. Um, and in terms of, uh, therefore, they're, they're, they're dealing with different considerations, so therefore it's not a stereo or, or, or whatsoever. Okay, now we're going to be doing lots of diagrams today. Back to our Korah. Um, that again, we said that's like Shita Rabbi Yehuda, that it doesn't have to be literally have to support bricks, it just has to be the uh, dimensions of one that if it was made, for example, of metal, then it could support it. So a tefach white. So even if it's made of straw or reed or things like that, you can view it as if it's made of metal. If it's like kumef, it's bent. You can view it as if it's uh, straight. Um, agula, if it's like a pole, again, if it couldn't support a brick, if it's just like a pole, then you can simply look at it as if it is square. So it says, so the idea is, what it's saying here is, if the circumference of this pole is three tefachim, then you know the width of it, the diameter, is a tefach. In other words, how do, if I've got a pole, how do I know if it's tefach wide to make it satisfy the minimum requirement of a korah? Get a string, measure the circumference, so wrap it around this pole, and then pull it off and you see if it's three, you know you've got a tefach inside it. Okay? Um, it's a, kind of interesting here, because the assumption, therefore, of this sugi, I'm not sure if we discussed this in the past, but the assumption is that uh, pi is three. And we'll see why that is when you get to it in terms of the mathematical pi, in terms of the relationship between the diameter and the and the radius. Sorry, and the circumference. Okay. So now let's continue. So let me who's that sheet of the holes, as we explained in the Mishnah, that you can just view it as if it's metal. That must be your Why? Because as long as it's wide enough, even if it's not strong enough, that would be fine. Next, Akuma Roinotaki Ilupshuta. 
If it's bent, then you view it as if it is straight. So if you look on the pictures now, the Gemara's assumptions it's making an arch. So therefore, Rav Ach, and therefore it, can, it cannot support bricks in that way because it will just fall off it. So Rav Ach Hashem Rav Zira says that that must be Shidra Rabbi Yehuda because once again, if it's not able to support bricks, and you say if it's Akuma, then it's we view it as if it's still uh, okay, meaning as if it's straight. Now it must be Rabbi Yehuda, so it doesn't have to physically support bricks. However, Rabbi Yosef says Bishem Rav Zira, he says differently. It can actually be Divrakul. And how can it be Hushli Akuma Minatsad? What's this talking about? What it's saying now is that don't assume it's making an arch. Maybe assume that it's, it's like instead of vertically bent, but horizontally bent. So I'm not sure if it can make so, so clear on the picture, but it's sort of bending out towards the Rosh Hashanah. Okay. Um, so that in that situation, it can support bricks, even though it's not immediately like straight from one edge to the other. Because it's sort of bending, it's in a, in a semicircle way, if you like, uh, on the horizontal plane. And that can still support bricks, so it could even be Shidachachamim. However, it makes a difference if it's Makevet Tavoy, Eno Makevet Tavoy. What does it mean? What's Makevet Tavoy? So, Ezu Akmimochi Makevet Tavoy, meaning the problem is going to be is if it's going too far out into Shisarabin. Because the question, how do you measure it? So, what's going to be the problem? Kosha Ilya good, the Ein Bo, the Ein Bo, the Ein Bezula Zushlosha. Okay, um, that is provided that again, if you slice it at three tvachim going out, then there's like so if you slice out the, in other words, yeah, it says meaning you well, it's kind of interesting if it's you go three tvachim out or not. That's let's just let's just not say that just yet because that's a bit of a question of mine. But basically, you slice the bit that's outside the mavoi, and if between the what's left over is less than three tfachim, then you can say it meets it, and you've got a mavoi, you've got a korah that's going across the mavoi. Okay, so I'll read Reb Chaim here. It says when it comes to akumusha emakavat mavoi, it says akumah minatzadik sheira kugon sheein blitachutz lemavoi. The blitach not going out the mavoi. The korah mavoi beinam. So all the fibur gemara, what we learned a bunch earlier, the kol shakorah chutz lemavoi letoch gimum lemavoi shapir dami. Anything that's Within, in other words, we, if you recall, we said you can have this Korah sort of outside the Mavoy, on pegs, if you remember. And we said, provided that that was in three Tfachim the Mavoy, said it's still considered uh, as if it's in Mavoy. So therefore, So therefore, it must be, Koram Chaim says, that it's not anything that's sticking out of the Mavoy is a problem, but beyond three. That's why I think what the way you'd have to explain the Gemara says Koshi good I think what you'd have to do is you go out three tfachim from the Mavoy and then um like uh, slice away anything that's sticking out further than that. Okay? Like an imaginary way. And if the gap if the gap then is less than three, then it's okay because you've got a Korah that's uh, that's going within the again, considered over or within the Mavoy. Okay, I think you still have to give a tolerance for three fachim like Ruchaim says. Okay, next. Once again, it says if it's a pole, you can view it as if it is square. So, Odhi Rebbe Yehuda, once again, it must be Shid Rebbe Yehuda, because Shid Rebbe Yehuda is the one that says it doesn't actually physically support bricks. And if you've got a pole and you put a brick on it, it's going to fall off. So, therefore, uh, it will be very precariously balanced. So, um, once again, it must be Rebbe Yehuda. Now, the question is, how do we know the relationship between the circumference and the diameter? The cross-sectional circumference, if you like, and the diameter, so the circle part and the and the width of it, our oh, thickness, if you want to call it that, is three. We learn that from the yam, the yam shel shlomo. 
The Yam Shishom was a basin, this is in the beginning of Sefer Malachim, Perik Zayin, I've shared the Pesukim here, it says, Vayasat Yam, he made this big basin, Mutzak, Esaramam Misfato El Asfato, it was from one end to the other, so that's the diameter, across it was 10, Asfato, Esaramam Agul Saviv, and it was circular at the top, we'll see in a minute, Vachamesh Ba'amakomato, it was five high, five amot high, Vachav Shloshim Amma Yisobato Shloshim, that's the Saviv, sorry. And, and the it circle went around it, so that that would be the circumference, um, would, was 30. So if the width is 10, the circumference is 30, you know you've got a relationship between the circumference and the diameter is 3. Okay, because it's 10 and 30. What's interesting here, I'm not sure if you're, uh, if the, for those that are a bit mathematically um, uh, sensitive, that knows that pi is really 3.141592653589, etc., 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 is that uh, it's actually interesting. The gra here, as you can see in the brackets, is what's called a creative. Okay, that you, it's actually you, it's written kava, and the kti and the kri is kav. So what's interesting, if you take, he says, if you take kava 111 gematria divided by 106, then times it by three, like the pasuk says, so you get 3.141509, which is Incredibly precise, much more than the um, the the, uh, the the estimation we used to use in school, twenty two over seven or something. Um, so uh, again, it's almost like encoding the puzzle, if you like. The Torah is telling us that uh, we recognize that three is an approximation, but you know, and it's an irrational number. So it's almost encoding the puzzle exactly that there's a hint, if you like, there's a much more precise uh, and and it's quite that, and it, it gives you a more precise encoding, if you like, in the puzzle. Anyway, fine. That's just a little bit of a tangent because um. Um, um, that's my um, engineer, as you know, so I mentioned these things. Okay, let's continue. Now, the Gemara asks, Now, what was the shape of this yam? The question of the yam is, initially it sounds like it was almost like a cylinder, because it says it was a gul. However, the next passage says, So, that sounds like the pikiin sounds like it was Square at the base, the way it says saviv saviv etc. So the question is, what was its shape? So intama agul, so it can't it can't be a cylinder and it can't be like a cube. Its shape, because um, it's a steer in the puzzle. Also, the the actual volume won't make sense if it's either of them either, because it's intama agul Now here we've got to change the gear so quite a bit. So uh, I'm just going to re- show from the sh- sh- chart. It says intamar miruba. If you say it's like cube like. So again, it was five high clearly, but it was 10 by 10 at the top. Then you've got Then it would be able to contain 166 and two thirds of a, a mikvaut. What does that mean? Because the pasuk, the last pasuk in the discusser, discusses this Yamshor Shloma, it says it was Alpaim Bat Yachil. It included 2000 Bat. Now what's a Bat as a dimension? So if you look at the Pasuk in Yechezka, like I've showed you in the, in the, in the sheet here, a bat is a tenth of a kur. Because in Yechezka is a master of kur. Therefore, in a, since a kur is 30 seah, that means a bat is 3 seah. So if the yam is 2,000 bat, it makes it 6,000 seah. Okay? And we know that a mikvah is 40 seah. So that means the yam shoshlomo included 150 mikvah. Let's put it that way. Okay? Now, to, just to explain the math one step further, a critical piece here is a mikvah is, the minimum size mikvah of Arbim is three by one by one, so three square amot. 
So again, if you say it's if if it's if you say that it is um, completely like a cube or well, not cube like a what's the term here? It's not exactly cube, but five by ten by ten is square like. Then it's going to be five thousand square mod because five times ten times ten is five five hundred. Sorry. And then if you divide it by three, because a mikvah is three, then it gets 166, which is more than 150, 150 mikvah that Yamsha Shlomo was. Then the Gemara continues, okay, if you assume it's cylindrical all the way up, in tem agul, nimtza omer, you find that it's me'avesrim v'chamesh taharahi hayamachzik. There's a lot of Shir Gersali going along. He, Rilchaim uh, says, he corrected like the Korbanada here. So how does that work? That is because if it's five tall and 10 wide at the top and circular, well then, if you use a principle of Ravua Yetera Lagul Ravia, so take off a Ravia of 500, you get to 375 square amod. Divide that by three, you get 125 mikvaot. That's still not the 150 mikvaot that it was able to contain uh, that the Amshashlama says. Now, by the way, this if you want to, if you want to use math, math, the mathematics here, well, it's, we know the volume of a cylinder is pi r squared times the height. And if you use pi being three, like we have been, you also get to 375. Okay. So, so in other words, it's, it's, if it's completely cube-like, it won't work. If it's completely cylindrical, it also doesn't work. So therefore, what must, must it be? Sorry. Um, I, I should have corrected the text here, but then rather let's go back to Gemara. It must be so now this must be the, that it was like almost like a cylinder on top of a cube in its shape. Okay, so for the first three amot from the ground, it was like square or cube-like. So therefore, three times ten pi is ten to three hundred amot, and the top two amot that's when it looked like a cylinder. Okay, so therefore that would be well one hundred fifty square amot using the mass we've been applying. So altogether, 300 amot squared at the bottom is, well, divide by 3 is 100 mikvaot. The 150 amot squared at the top for a cylinder divided by 3 is 50, 50 mikvaot. So 50 plus 100 gets 150 mikvaot. Okay, so that's exactly how we know what the, the structure, what exactly the Yamshel Shlomo look like. Okay, that's it. Simple, correct? You've got a question. I mean, it doesn't make much sense to me. What doesn't make sense? One would assume that a, that a yam like that would be more more shaped like a bowl. That it's holechu mit ma'et when it goes towards the bottom. Um, well, yeah, so you're saying it should be structured the other way around? Well, it's not a it's not a bowl. This is massive. It's a they call it a base. Yeah, it, it, base. It, 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 it would probably have to be flat at the floor. I assume. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. Okay, so you're so you're saying it should be inverted. You're saying it should be cylindrical and the square at the top. It should be it should be like a cone. I mean, it should come not loved up to a point, but it, one would assume be wider at the top than it would be at the base. Um, okay, well, that's I'm not sure. Fine. So uh, that's how they built the because here okay. you have to here you would have to ask. Well, you know, ma si ba. Why did he build it this way? Did he install this basin? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not sure. All right. Uh, okay, where were we? Now, ah, next case. Katob echad omer alpain bat yachil, which is what we've been saying. It held 2,000 bat. However, we've got another pasuk in Devarayamim that actually says it was machzik. 
It was machzik batim shloshet alafim, 3,000 yachidim. How does that work? So efshar lomar alpaim shekvar neamar shloshet alafim. If ifshar, ifshar is ifshar. Ifshar lomar shloshet alafim shekvar alpaim abba. But how's it possible? Because there's a stira once again. You can't say one because it contradicts the other. Is it 2,000 or 3,000? So the Gemara says, Nitza omer alpaim ba belach shem shloshet alafim. It depends on the content. If it's liquid, it could contain, could contain 2,000. But if it was dry product, since you could heat but on the top, it would be able to contain 3,000. From Mechan Namdu Chachamim, that's what Chachamim learned another principle, the Arbim Sebalach Shem Kurayim Biyavesh. Okay, the 40 Seah in Lach, it gives you th- um, Kurayim, so Kur is 30, so which is 60 Seah Biyavesh. So in other words, we something a uh, heat measure can contain an extra, uh, if you like, half of the contents below. That's the idea. Okay, next, Mishnah. Lechayayim. Um, so now we're talking about the Lechi. Lechayayim she'amru guva asrat tfachim has to be at least three tfachim, ten tfachim high, and it has to, and the rochav, the width of it, can be any amount you like, meaning even a koshul. However, Rabbi Yossi says, rachavam shloshat tfachim. It actually has to be three wide. Now, the way we learned it before in our learning, the Rav Chaim is going to pick up on this, is it seemed that Rabbi Yossi was more machmer, that he needed to be wider. That's how he learned the sugya. However, you'll see here, it sounds, what the Gemara is going to be discussing is, is it makes it sound like he's actually more mechil. Let's have a look. L'chaim Sha'amro says, Matnita b'meshuchim minakotel. This is very important. Rabbi Chaim says, Hadamatrich Rabbi Yossi lechi rachav gimel b'matnitin, don't do these three, is b'shalechi mashuch minakotel b'enu da'avuk alav. That's when it's offset. It's not exactly attached to the wall. In that situation, in order for it to be considered next to the wall, it has to be the standing part has to be more than the breach. Okay? So wider than this gap in between the blechi and the wall. Because otherwise the avir between the lechi and the wall and the avir on the other side of the lechi like we'll see in the Gemara. But what's Rabbi Yossi coming to do? Rabbi Yossi ati lehakel, and he says, that if it's offset, even if it's three, it doesn't matter if the gap is even greater, meaning it's sufficient. The Gimel have a makam chashuv, because once it's Gimel, it's a makam chashuv, it's significant. But lo we don't say that the Abir and Hagi Sachai is batale. Okay? Um, okay, which is different to where very different to the way we understood Rabbi Yossi before. So, in other words, if it's offset, it doesn't have to be parutz muruba ala parutz. It just has to be three. So he's more mekil. Avalim besmuchim la kotel af Rabbi Yossi moder. If it's close to the wall, Rabbi Yossi would even agree. Okay, fine. The taniken asal lechayay. So before we get to uh, um, the taniken. Uh, Reb Chaim says, points out a pro- problem. He says, Like I said, you mash but Reb Yossi chumrahu. Remember, we're trying to work out with Reb when in the Shita of um, of uh, Reb Eliezer that restrained lechayim. The question was, it a kol shul like a chamim or was a gimel like Reb Yossi? We were discussing that, and we said, oh, it must be like Reb Yossi because he it's it's like soten. If you remember the language there. So the question is, but once again, there previously Reb Yossi was more machmir, and here it sounds like Reb Yossi is more maker. So therefore, the answer of Chaim says, "As for the spirit of the Rabbi Yossi, the koshu mashuch ktsat minakodel. As soon as it's a little bit inside, away from the wall, then you need a lechi gimel. Even if you can rely 
Lakshiro midin lavud. Even if you could run lavud to make it again squished against the wall. Again, in other words, the gap is less than three. The bechol inyan afilu muflag min akotel habrem. Because according to Rabbi Yossi, even if it's muflag gaber or even as it's very close, you always need three. In other words, it might just be there is a situation Rabbi Yossi is machmir than the chachamim. So once again, the chachamim seem to say let's understand the chachamim. If it's against the wall, a kol shehu. If it's away from the wall, well, it has to be. You know, however, according to Rabbi Yossi, if it's against the wall, Gemara now telling us he agrees it's a kosher. If it's away from the wall, well, on Mitzarachad it was Machmer, Mitzarachad is Mekil. If it's so close to the wall, you can rely on the wood, he still requires now three. But the Gemara here says when he's Mekil, it's a bit of further away from the wall, as in terms of uh, not relying on um, then then uh, you could still have a lechi as long as it's three wide. You don't have to worry about. Okay, that's just a for the sake of completeness. But there there. Okay, let's continue. Again, when it comes to lechay, if you got lechay, if it's above the ground three to less than three tefachim, so you can write lavud to say it's now as if it's on the ground. Or it's close to the wall, less than three tefachim, then it's mutar. However, if it's more than three from the wall, omed that's You need the, the standing part to be greater than the gap that you've left between the lechi and the wall. Okay, Abner binyan. This is the next picture, right here. I can see Abner binyan. If you've got like bricks from a binyan that's sticking out in a jagged format like this, we say im If the gap between the bricks that uh, is less than, as you can see in the picture, is less than three tefachim, then you can view it as one big lechi sticking out, you've got yourself a lechi. Okay, next. So again, if you've got a keren zavit like this, so you can imagine the walls of our mavoi come in a little bit like this, you can rely on them, you can treat them as if they're too, as if it's a lechi. I read, Rav Chaim, kotel buruach revit mikan v'kan, in other words, you can rely on them to be lechayim, because we've said that shit of that you need two, so therefore that would be sufficient for your two lechis. It looks like this. Next case, or So what this means is sometimes you might have a lechi that looks like a lechi from the inside, but not the outside. For example, the wall itself is bending around like this. So from the inside of the mavoi, that's that's so from inside, you can see that looks like, uh, I can see the lechi, but from on the street, I don't know if that's really the, just the thickness of the wall that I'm facing. Okay, it's not a, a new, it's not, you didn't put an extra block here or a post here. It's just a continuation of the wall that's bending around. So you can imagine the wall is like, almost like thicker there and then thins out behind it. It's probably a better way of explaining it. Okay, so therefore it's nire bebechutz, v'shavamifnim, or the opposite. This is a picture, picture on the left. So the wall is, on the outside, It's let's say on the outside it's thick, and then it narrows in. So from the outside, you can see something sticking outwards, but from the inside, it's just like a complete flat wall. It doesn't look like there's a lechi there at all. The chiddush of the Gemara is that in both situations, we say that in Don Kilechi, it says it works. The next case, just to introduce it tomorrow, we probably should stop here, but I'll just introduce it. Hayam what happens if the, at the end of the mavoi, like here, you've got a little piece, you, instead of putting the lechi inside the mavoi going inwards, it sort of stretches out into the street. 
Amarav Chuna Omer Ro'ino Tokilu Hukano. So Kor Rav Chuna, it looks like it, 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 you can view it as if it's inside the Mavoy, but that's more to discuss on that case tomorrow. All right. Call to everyone. Have a good day.